You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello, my lovers and friends. Lovers first, friends second. That's how I run my life. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I've got some news. We're having a little break, a sabbatical, a siesta. Um, so in the meantime, just listen to the back catalogue. And if you've heard it, listen again. For our very last episode before our big break, we have the our big break. <laughs> We've got the amazing Dolly Alderton. Very, very honoured to have Dolly Alderton. She's one of my favourite writers. Um, she's absolutely great. So that's that's our that's our goodbye treat. You know when you go away and you leave your kids. <laughs> you, here you go. Here's a present. That's what's happening here. Okay. Can I say and like a lot of podcast hosts, and that's what I am. Hold <laughs> my hands up. <laughs> Say, oh, I liked your book. I like your radio series. But they don't mean it. But me, I loved your book. I've still got a little bit to go. I'm saving it as a treat. Oh. Uh, it's so good. Me and Brett talk about your writing. You know Brett Goldstein. Yeah. He loved your writing. Well, I got in trouble, didn't I? Because I got the wrong end of the stick with something. I know, but that was me being a psychopath. No, but he hadn't started your new book. But he was saying how much he loved your writing. And I, he had his, he had your book on his shelf just that one book yeah so because we were away so I thought he was saying about that book I know and then I bumped in and I said Brett hasn't read my book and you're like yeah he has and then I saw Brett and I was like why so you've read you've read my book and not said anything that would be hell because he'd said to me I'm not reading it because I'm too busy or whatever yeah and then I was like he's told Lou and then I went into this spiral and I was like oh god Brett has texted Lou a hot a diatribe about the book <laughs> and how much she hated it and he's pretending to me like he hasn't read it. Because you know what? I'll hold my hands up. I've done it. Yeah. Oh really? I've done that when uh, I've yeah. gone deep I've read someone's book who is someone I really like and respect mm. and it's not good. And me and my friends are having a discussion about it. So I pretend to the person that I haven't read it. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah. So that's I went off into a huge spiral. Obviously it was just a mistake. I think what that whole exchange revealed to me is that it doesn't matter how many books I put out. Yeah. The three mad. months before publication, I am everything I don't like about myself comes to the surface. Yeah. I'm a real, I can feel it's like a, a beast that awakens in me. Yeah. It's three months before and about two months afterwards. Yeah. It's just the five months. It's just, it's just the five months. Five months of me being a narcissistic, insecure, desperate psycho. But it's so funny that it's so me to give someone a compliment and that backfire. Very me. <laughs> no, he thinks you're a brilliant writer, as do I. Excuse me, can we take a woman's opinion for a minute? 
I loved it. I loved, I've read two of your books, only two. How many have you done? Three. Oh, I'm the one behind. Well, there's Dear Dolly, but I don't really, I don't think that's a real Oh, really? Is that a collection of It's your, a collection of it's columns, yeah. A few columns, your essays. Yeah, it's a fake book. When you open it, it's just blank pages. Anyway, your book, your book is wonderful. Really, oh, really nice. Can I tell you why that means so much to me coming from you? Please. First of all, I think you have excellent taste and I think you're the funniest woman alive. But you're a comedian. Yeah. And I was, this novel's about comedians. It is. And it, so that's I was a bit I like nervous. More, yeah. I was a bit nervous that I, about getting it right. I was so pleased to spend so much time in the world of comedians. You know, I interviewed Ivo Graham, was like my main consultant on it. Great. Um, I read lots of books by comedians. Frank Skinner's Diaries on the Road was like a huge reference for me. And it was, and obviously it was great writing a, from a male perspective. I interviewed loads of men on the kind of relationship heartbreak side of it. And it felt, oh. having written so much about stuff about myself and about stuff that themes that pertain directly to my life it was a real kind of creative holiday yeah to do that and then obviously like two months before my book about male comedians comes out oh Russell Brand the headline everywhere is is comedy about to have its me too moment so I still haven't got the nervous call from Penguin where they suggest that in the paperback edition there's like an extra chapter where Andy vocally disapproves of rape but why I'm is sure it's coming <laughs> no but also why do we have to get our butts involved in everything the boys have done like I got into it it's our job though apparently we have to fucking change it all we have to say the right thing we have to defend no, it we have no, to say no, why we didn't no, call no, it out we have no. to do all of it no what no, were you gonna no, say no. Well, I got interviewed by someone from The Guardian, lovely lady. But she was like, can we talk about Russell Brand? I said, I'll say a little bit about it, but I don't want my thing of me writing a book to be overshadowed so by annoying. men's bad things. My good thing to be overshadowed by men's bad. And she was like, yeah, yeah, fair, you know. It's, yeah, it's just, it's annoying that you had to, like I remember when Greta Gerwig, she had a feature out and I remember listening to her on Fresh Air and this was when I was doing... Fresh do Air she did. Yeah, and this yeah. when I was doing the high low. So, like, I can't even keep track of every week. The absolute bollocks that was coming out of my mouth because we had to have an opinion about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember <laughs> Terry Gross... Part of the problem. <laughs> Part of the problem. <laughs> Women, I've been saying it for a long time, they have been given too much power. Uh, I do really think are. that sometimes. <laughs> I think there's obviously some women are cunts and that's not addressed, but I don't think I it's... should not have been given that op giving an opinion every week. I do not think... Once a month. Once a month, but I should have been allowed. not on the bad cycle. No. But anyway, I remember listening to Greta Gerwig on Fresh Air and they were like, so you've worked with Woody Allen, like, what do you think? And she got quite snappy in the interview because obviously she'd been asked about it so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, this is my first feature film yeah. and I've been working for it my whole life. Why is this now? Yeah, Why yeah, is yeah. it on me? Yeah. And I remember at the time, one of my probably bad takes was I was like, you know, I said that I do think it was, she had a responsibility. And now that I'm further into my career and a bit, yeah. I think that absolutely she didn't have a responsibility yeah, in that yeah, yeah. moment. We were allowed to change our minds. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you did do a massive podcast. That got numbers. I did get the numbers. Oh, yeah. I assume you can't promote your book on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is a question I want to ask you before we get into the quick fire round. Yeah, go on. Um, do you find writing in different countries makes you more or less creative sometimes more creative do you find the same yeah and yeah. when I went to Paris I felt very creative yeah and I think it's because all the poets and stuff the energy of them was around yeah I do think I think probably I mean look you're talking to a girl who is like incredibly basic and obviously wants to have a mug that says Paris is always a good idea mm. and have mm. French little flag but I'm saying mm. hanging hanging in my kitchen I do think that 
the spirit of a place and the creativity of a place and the soul of a place obviously does have an influence on your work. But more than that, I find I love traveling and writing. Mm. I find the clarity and self-awareness of the things I was thinking about at home, not just with writing, but with relationships, with everything, I find it is so much clearer when I've got distance. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At some places I can't write, some places I can. I don't know. I stepped off the plane in LA, but the first time I went to LA and I, I honestly got a voice in my head going, anything's possible. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So I do think it's, I do think different countries have got different energies. See, I think I would find, I've heard writers say LA can be, English writers say LA can be quite oppressive. Because, Not writing. I think yeah. I just, I wasn't actually writing that much at the time. I was just doing stand up, but I think that just the message of anything's possible came to me. What's it like? What's what's it like, the bright lights for LA? I've never been. I, I think it's gone downhill. Like, I used to want to live there and I don't want to live there anymore. Right. Is it because I came out of a spiritual meditation meeting and had an argument with the parking attendant? You've got to ask some <laughs> questions. I don't, I don't know. But straight out of the spiritual meeting and... What are you on about, you mug? <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. Anyway... Fire questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite agree. <laughs> quick fire round. Are you ready? Yes. It doesn't actually have to be quick fire. Okay, good. It's, it's a misnomer. How many healers do you have? Oh, I have. So last year there were a lot of healers on rotation. <laughs> Love there was a lot because there was an osteopath who was a healer. What was their name? Guy Gold. Oh, no. no. I don't know. Oh, I know Guy, Guy he's Gold. He's great in Camden. Yeah, he yeah. is opposite a hat trick. Yeah. Which you won't go into because no TV policy. Yeah, no TV. Um, is he magic? He's magic. It's also an osteopath slash very good coffee shop mm. um, that did great cinnamon buns. So I saw him every week. Every week? Yeah, have really, really bad lower back problems. I would sometimes, when I'd be on my front with that little hole with my peepers peeping mm, through, mm. I would cry sometimes. I'll cry, I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> I did come actually. At the I have actually, yeah. It's in my book, actually, yeah. It's, um, I did. Really? Yeah, I did because he did something magic on me and I accidentally jazzed in my pants. And then zero groin area no, touching. Yeah, he said I didn't, and I said I know because he knew. And what that did was, he say? He said I didn't touch you anywhere, and I said yeah, I know. And it happened twice. It was an energy. Sometimes energy builds. That's so interesting because do you know what else I think it is? I think if you're a strong, independent lady, yes, um, identify. I think, <laughs> I think that there is a very profound feeling of being able to relax and feeling held and nurtured and maybe even like fingered. loved and fingered. <laughs> yeah. Loved, loved. Ditched. Yeah. Um, when someone who you are hiring um, looks after you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'd, it was a weird energy thing because I'd see him all the time and I did put him on a bit of a pedestal. Why did you yeah, feel... Yeah, I got barred. <laughs> you got barred. Yeah, I did, did you? Barred. I would imagine you <laughs> probably felt... I did get barred in the end, Dolly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different lifetime ago. Yeah. He said, I don't think I can treat you anymore. And I said, yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Is this your most Samantha Jones story? <laughs> no, there's more. <laughs> um, did but... you feel weirdly vulnerable after that? No, I felt very erotic. You felt great. felt yeah. great. Anyway, back to Guy Gold. <laughs> he was a healer. He just had 
he gave me great life advice. I remember him telling me this thing about, this is so crazy. I mean, how would I ever check that this was true? This yeah. could just be osteopath bollocks. But I remember him saying that he could feel on like on this in someone's lower spine, on like a nodule of their lower spine, he could feel their neck from there. Like he could feel. Yeah, I bet. I bet he could. Yeah, guy I've... goals are not going to lie to you. Not about that. No way. My cranial sacral woman, this is a woman now, she says when she's like tuning into someone's body, she can feel, she said, I never judge anyone because I can, I'm a bit clairvoyant. So I could, I did ask her, she didn't volunteer this information. She said, I can see where people's suffering has come from. So if they're a bit of a psychopath, I can sort of see back to why. So I would oh. never judge them. I thought, God, I'd love that power. Yeah. Never to judge anyone, to just be like, oh, you're, which we all know, but it's different. I think if you can feel yeah. what they felt. And to, and to actually see the root of all their country. Yeah, usually daddy, am I right? Um, <laughs> and I don't mean that, actually. <laughs> Back to my earlier point, women can be aunts. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get rid of my burning resentment towards men. Uh, I am as well, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Writing a book about men really helped. Did it? Yeah. And... So you quizzed men, interviewed men about their heartbreak. And they're just the same as us, I suppose. I could, it was honestly, the, it was like the biggest all-girls school shock, this 34-year-old woman discovering that, first of all, men are individuals and are quite different to each yeah, other. Yeah, Found that very weird. Yeah. They don't all say the same stuff. Mm, and um, just as we have the propensity to obsess and have kind of insecurities that punctuate heartbreak and make it, like, unbearable... Men have exactly the same. Some men, depending, like, personality dependent, apparently. They yeah. have personalities. Wow. And they don't all like football. <laughs> they don't all like football. Ooh. I know. Um, no, my friend is on antidepressants and they help take away her obsession because she's quite obsessive about boys. But it's never about the boy. Mm. Like, it's always about what it triggers for you. So mm. everything's about ourselves. And mm. even though we know that, I used to be so obsessive about men. In what way? <clears throat> Just, like obsessed like if I liked someone that was totally wrong for me mm. and been proven to be an absolute a-hole mm. I'd be like you know the classic like I yeah, can change yeah, yeah. him da, da, da. and then yeah. just like thinking about them all day long yeah and like you know you put your jumper on like maybe if I wear this jumper <laughs> they'll love me yeah <laughs> it's pathetic but it is but I think I've come through that now well that's freedom yeah. like most people I think kind of have that for life oh. most women I know have that for life really a bit yeah Getting yeah. these antidepressants. <laughs> um, best? Did I ask best advice you've ever been given? No. Oh. Um, or or given yourself because you give advice. Don't forget I that. I think. Um, I mean, you've just given a really good one, which is like so trite, and I hate putting it in my column because it sounds so like I'm just phoning it in. But like, when something is feeling so unbearable to, to look at what that is about. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Like a therapist said to me this thing once that I remember thinking was the most insane fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. She, but I do think there's something in it where she's like, unless someone dies, whatever terrible thing happens to you, you had a part to play in it. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah. And also, floss your teeth. Oh, yeah, I do do that. It took me, no one said that to me growing up. I didn't start doing it till my 20s. I, I think it is appalling that not everyone does it. I know. I mean, I only started last year, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe the difference, though? Mm. I know. How, how regularly do you do it, though? Because I'm on three times a week. So yeah, it's not every night. I'm yeah. doing about three times a yeah, week. Yeah, that's actually fine. That's yeah. pat on the back for us. Yeah. Um, how many hearts have you broken? Um, God, not that many. Maybe one. Two. Really? Two, two, I think. Hearts, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. How about you? There's still time. Well, a few, but when I was younger, mm. I think now I'm sort of more of a niche market. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was very popular with men when I was a psychopath. <laughs> they do love that. Yeah. I was so, I've never been more popular as when I couldn't give a shit about them. I know. I was absolutely gone in the head. Like I would just like finish with them and be like pathetic that you're crying. Whereas now I've much. Why do they life. all love that? I don't know. But also, I was like 22 to 28, so might have been that. I don't know. No, they love, they love, like, you know, that really horrendous 90s advice that everyone is like, ignore. Deep down, I do kind of know is true. No, I don't think that's true. If you're really mean to a man, they are obsessed with you. Yeah, but what are we going for? We're not going for numbers. We're not in high Mm. school. So you could go for numbers where you're like, yeah, this guy wants my number because, you know, I gave him a Chinese burn or whatever. But like, like, what we want is a soul connection and you don't be mean with a soul connection. Totally. And that's the difference between attention and love, I think. If you want to get like loads of attention, then be a fucking psychopath bitch. Yeah. But that won't get you love. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's really good soundbite, actually, Dolly. <laughs> and now it's time for Terrific Spirific. And now it's time for Terrific Specifics. Touch quiz. What am I thinking about touching? You've got five questions to guess. It's not rude. Oh, it's not? And I'll give you some clues. Okay, a kitten's belly. Oh. No, but you do know me. <laughs> but no, you it's a it's person. All downy. Oh, a person. Yeah, I've given you a big clue there. Okay. Because um, your first guess was so good, but it wasn't in the right direction. Who do I really want to touch? And it's not naughty. It's not naughty, no. Who do I really well, they could make it naughty, but I don't think it's naughty. Anthony Hopkins. No. No. A good guess, um, though. This guy, this fella's dead. He wears a suit or he wore a suit and he's got two first names and he's got a naughty boy's name for the first name, really. And he was in a band and they were quite big. Boy band? No, well, sort of man band. A man band? <laughs> yeah, a man band. <laughs> a man band. Um, you know, back in the day, it's like, it's elegant. It's George Michael. It's Dean Martin. It's... <laughs> biggest man band of all. He'd be... <laughs> the Rat Pack was the biggest man band. It was a bit. He would be lovely to touch. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Yeah. Dean Martin. Well, I'll leave that hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you cuddly girl? Um, Affectionate. Yeah, very affectionate. Lots, very of affectionate. Nice, lots of nice friends. Are you seeing anyone at the moment? That's very rude. Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. love to know who. Are you seeing someone? No. No. I've got very much that sort of single energy. Yes. Who are you seeing? Can I ask? Okay, here's something interesting. Mm. I went through a phase when I turned 30 of mm. only dating men much younger than me. Love that. I think it was my reaction to turning 30 not being able to cope with it. Mm, Did you ever right. go through that phase? Um, I'm just coming out of it. Um, really? <laughs> I'm a lot older, but I, yeah, so in my last one was too young but now what I'm going to date age, in my yeah. age, 16 years but now I'm mm. going to date in my age range so now I've gone older so oh. the guy I'm seeing now yeah. and my ex-boyfriend there is a 20 year age gap between them really yeah which I find quite horny <laughs> <laughs> and and father and son <laughs> they are father and son um but yeah I think that younger thing was really fun for a while it was great yeah and I was like madly in love with someone I was in like a long relationship like for me long relationship but 
it was definitely re- it was an existential panic reaction yeah. i think and also is apparently my therapist said it's to do with power dynamics because when i split up with the young one he, she said you need someone that you can stand in your full power with that's yeah. an equal and i was like yeah and she said that's scarier because you don't get to call all the shots totally like, oh, okay. and also i think you know it was probably at the time when your career was like really hitting its stride it was the same time my career was hitting its mm. stride there was definitely something about it will be less complicated with someone who's younger. They won't be in comp- they won't be competitive with yeah. me. They won't be resentful. They still got an ego, and they still it still does. They, they still oh, do it, think, it does. Even though they say, "Oh no, I don't mind. I love you being successful." Yeah, it's so hard for men to be less successful than their yeah. partner. It is. Which it is, is so annoying. And actually, the younger thing I think makes a virtue of it to the in a way that disguises it. Yeah. But it still would rear its head in the yeah, same yeah, way yeah. it did with every boy my age. So now I think I think old is good. I think it's a really interesting conversation, actually. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. yeah, power in relationship because ideally you want it equally, but you don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Sometimes you need to unpick it. Mm. Are you a cuddly girl? Yeah. Are you very affectionate? But so a friend affectionate. I'm very affectionate. Yeah. Kitten affectionate. Very affectionate. Oh, you've got cats. Yeah. You've got a cat. I've got a cat. Oh, I love my cats. I know. Yeah. I found it. I found it very difficult leaving her today because she's had her first upset stomach. I'm afraid to say this first. morning. First, first ever. She's only just over a year old. Mine have had about ten. Really? <laughs> yeah. Looking at cat probiotics today. Oh, lovely. I yeah. Know. Anyway, yeah. Monica so posted a picture of a cat, and a that was me. Yeah, is that, that your was, door. Yeah, such a nice door. Thank you. She said, "I said, is that your door to Monica?" She said, "No, it's it's the, the cat owner's door." And then I was like. That's Dolly's door. It's absolutely yeah. lovely. That Thank door. you so much. What door is it? <laughs> it's the door to a wardrobe. It's absolutely lovely. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, lovely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just to answer yeah. it, I am cuddly, but romantic cuddly is more complicated for me because I don't like, I love cuddling right before I go to sleep. Yeah. And then I wouldn't spit on a person who was like on fire in the night when right. I'm sleeping. Okay. I cannot be touched when I'm sleeping. Right, right before, lovely. Wake up, lovely. During the night, cannot handle. Really? Yeah. And do you it, like all night? Sometimes I do like to be spooned. I mean, I don't, it doesn't It doesn't maintain, but I like mm. to go to bed like that and then we both sort of think, come on, this is not reasonable. Yeah. But I like the idea of waking up, you know, this In someone's arms, not yeah. Happen. I'm a wriggler, you know. Me too, flailer. Put that down. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Who's that guy that, that said, I don't want any club that wants to have me? Oscar Wilde? Yeah, he's not saying that about a cuddle club. <laughs> okay, have you got any health complaints? Um, no. Not one? Well, this lower back. Oh, lower back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We'll, we'll find out what that is. Okay, go on. Do you believe in Louisa Hay? She says that different ailments come from different emotional <gasps> things. I am totally nuts as a person, so I believe in all this kind of yeah. stuff. That's, so, yes. That's sane. That's very sane. <laughs> uh, it is true, though. It is true, because I only got knee problems when I'm worried about my career and stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, do you know what? So this lower back was really, really bad right before my TV show came out. And now it's really bad again and I'm about to have a novel out. Back represents the support of life. That's that. Then? Yeah, I know that life always supports me. That's what you've got to say to counteract Okay. It. If you're in a queue, wherever, you just say, I know that life supports me and try and feel it in your body. Are you into alternative medicine stuff? God, I know yeah. you're in, into alternative yeah. spiritual stuff. Yeah, I have a joke about it on stage where I was like, Look, if I break my leg, I'm not wafting an incense stick over it. Not again. But um, <laughs> but I would, I do think we have to balance. It's mad not to sort of balance emotional and physical. Yeah. It's crazy. I agree with that. We're a whole being. We're not like, it's so stupid that we don't have more research done into it. It's because, well, don't get me started on big pharma. <laughs> no, I don't have any spicy opinions. I just think it is like a multi billion pound industry yeah, yeah so it's yeah. going to be hard to change it's slow to change but i think people now are realizing also people don't want to take responsibility for their own health because it's easier to say it's not my fault yeah and play the victim yeah i totally agree with you about that balance of emotional and physical yeah actually going back to to my cat's diarrhea i think <laughs> please <laughs> we're all desperate <laughs> I think it's because she's had a quite an exciting week. Oh, go on. What's happened? Just people have been in and out of there. I've got her a new toy, automated toy. She had her vaccines. We had to wait. For, she's an indoor cat. We were waiting ages for the Uber and her eyes were just like popping out, looking at the world through a carrier. Oh, wow. And I just know what I'm like and I'm wondering if that's given her the dicky tummy. Yeah, you get the runs, don't you? If you I get the runs yeah. when I'm overstimulated. Yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This partner's got a lot to answer for. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, mine have had loads of dicky tums, but I don't think the flat's big. And I want to, I want to move to a house with a garden because they've only got a little bit of outdoor space. But since they've got the cat flap in the bricks, they're a lot happier and they haven't had a runny tummy because mm. they can just go out at four in the morning and sort of look at the moon. Do you worry about them going outside? Cat proofed, mm. but I mean, it's only as big as it's only as big as this. Mm. So it's that's crazy. perfect. Yeah, I can't do that with Goldie because I've got a tiny bit of garden, but it's right on a main road. So mm. I can't... You can't cat-proof it. The, the battle in my head of whether she, I should let her out or she should be in is like a daily... It's like the main moral maze of my life. I think... Can you not cat-proof that little bit? Because it's it's easier no. than you think to cat-proof something. It's a hedge. Oh. Yeah. It's harder than you think with a hedge. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you've got to move. Take I the know. door with. <laughs> I'll I do. take the door take with. Take the door with. <laughs> take the cat with. Take the door with. Hope I've helped. Um... <laughs> Cuddle recipe number 101. Take two arms and wrap them around something and don't let go. Unless the person asks you to let go. Or animal. Are you romantic? That's what it says here. Yes, horribly. 
so like so much. I think it's like my main character flaw. Way too much. Is it in a traditional way, or have they got in every way? Like in terms of like being a romantic in a traditional way, like I can find a way to make something into almost everything into a story. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice. It is nice. It definitely means that I could I could be presented with like the worst man alive, and I could find a way of making him. I know. I don't love that. And then romantic as a person, yeah, I'm like, in terms of like a partner, yeah. I'm so extra. I would just do insane, I would do insane things with someone like? that I'm in love with. Like, I remember I dated this guy and I asked him very romantically who his first wank was about. That's nice. And that, um, Now that's romance, he yeah. He said it was when he was like 11 and it was like the Debenhams underwear catalogue yeah so I went on this one woman mission going trying to find through the Debenhams archive like speaking to someone at Debenhams in the old like cataloguing department trying to find the exact um catalogue that he would have had his first like the first woman he desired and I bring her in the front room (laughs) (laughs) Marjorie is here she's in a twin set now she's got some Werther's clanking around (laughs) fill your boots I've paid her extra. <laughs> Fill your boots. But yeah, those sorts of man. Well, what were you going to do when you found her? I wanted to make like a gorgeous, like a, like a, a collage. Yeah. And then frame it like a sort of like a pinup collage. That is spooky as yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that I'm really like. Yeah. Or like I love finding out some finding out what someone's favourite thing from the, their past is like their favourite. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Childhood to- was toy or their favourite like first song they loved or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just doing stuff like that. I love making. I love finding out people's favourite food, making it as perfect as I can. Oh. Doing like packed lunches, love leaving notes everywhere. That's really nice. I love loving someone. Yeah. Are you romantic? Yeah, I am actually. I imagine you are. Yeah, but I don't like when it's pressure on it, like organised fun, like Valentine's Day. I find even if you don't put a like my ex made a meal and we got each other presents and stuff, but his were a lot more thoughtful. And I was like, oh shit, I just spent some money. Like it, you know. Then I felt bad about mine. So even if you don't put an expectation on it, he's like, even though we said we're not going to put an expectation on, there's still an expectation. You know what mm. I mean? Like he was stressed about the dinner being right, and you know, and it just I hate when it's too planned. Maybe. Yeah, I don't like that. Same with planned horniness turns me oh, right off. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I don't like like you know any anything that's someone's had to like. Yeah. I can't explain. I it just. Yeah. I don't find it very sexy, and I also don't like like romantic commerce. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like grand, expensive gestures. Yeah, I don't like that. I yeah. like really thoughtful, really tiny details, small things. I, yeah. I love. I hate to be all groovy, but have you heard of the movies? Have you seen? And you don't have to have an answer for this. It's just an okay. Extra question. Go on. But do you know any good hugs in like films or TV shows? You, even your own. Oh, there's a hug at the end of my book of this novel that you're about. Oh, you really? Finished. There's quite a good hug in there. Okay. Great. I tell you a hug that I think is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. My friend just had this hug recently. He's going through a divorce. Ugh. The hug when you finally decide with someone that you're lovingly like oh, going to break up. No, I hate that. I, I think that hug is one of the most intimate hugs of your life in a weird yeah. way. You're letting someone go. Yeah. And just like that, fine, when, particularly when you've really hated each other for a while. Yeah. I just think that hug is like such a powerful hug. Yeah, because it's a peaceful, like accepting of yeah. different paths and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
do you know do you follow um this woman called mother pucker no she's like a um mum blogger and she and her husband have been like quite a public husband shared a lot written books together written a lot about their lives and she put up a post the other day that made me sob i, I just i find breakups so unbearable and yeah. i cannot accept that they're a part of life i know i've i'm so childish about them yeah and she did this post where she was like me and the, my husband are breaking up and um this is how we celebrated our final night together we drank cheap vodka um we laughed we like 6 a.m danced to our wedding song oh my god and then she and then they she put up a screenshot of their text they'd sent each other a couple of days later when he moved out and it was like them just saying how much better they how much more they like each other in this situation it was just i found it so moving i think because wow. i'm so fucking petty yeah and i can't let go of things yeah the thought of being able i've never been able and that's maybe what this new novel's what i'm trying to explore because i find it so hard yeah like the thought of being able to move on from someone really with grace and yeah. gratitude yeah it's so foreign to me yeah 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 god how do we do it i don't know <laughs> Um, okay, time for Alan de Botane. Uh You've done ever so well. Can I ask what your family are like as well? <laughs> Very nosy. I like that as you said that as you take out the cards, it's yeah. like you're a tarot reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I check what? Can I just check, what time you were born? Can I check? <laughs> can I check? Do you know your rising sign, my love? <laughs> Do you know what my favourite is that everyone I know in their thirties who sees a psychic, any female I know who goes to see a psychic, they always get exactly the same things, which is. I see a baby in a group, in your friendship group, coming. Do you have any problems with your urine or, like, with your, like, any urine infections have you ever had? And have you ever wanted to move to New York? They all say that. Wow. Yeah. Every single psychic that sees a woman in her 30s. That, and that's why I don't go. Yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. Have you got a good one? Got a great one, Brenda. Really good. Do it on the phone. Never met her. Do it. Once she a good, year, though? but I'm kicking it up to twice. She is. The only thing is with me and psychics, they're always really, really, really um, clear about my past. And um, my grandmas always come through, which I love, my mm. two grandmas. Um, and they're always really, really clear about very specific work stuff. Or like this time around, I was getting my flat um, done up. And she said to me... Um, are you getting your flat done? And I said, yeah. And she's like, you're about to be hit with an enormous surprise cost that I see in the electrics. And then the next day, I was told I had to redo my whole electrics. Wow. Stuff like that. But that's, that's in those moments, it's like, wow, amazing. Oh, wow, how funny. Yeah. But you, what do you do with that? Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. all the stuff that I've been told about love has been totally wrong. Yeah, Ashton goes to see this one and she's just wrong every time. Like, really? love. And I went to go see her as well. She told me to read the plays by Lorca, so I did. But I mean... <laughs> Fine. I mean, it hasn't changed my life. But um... anyway, family, family, very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, lovely. Love my family. Two sisters. Um, <laughs> you really are looking like a psychic now with those cards in your hand. <laughs> um, no, one brother. Yeah, similar. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Countryside? No. By the sea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Devon. No. Oh, no. the Cotswolds. No. No. Oh, sorry. I think you're just listing posh places. Yeah. <laughs> no, I grew up in Stanmore. Where's that? End of Jubilee line. Doesn't work for me. No. Okay. Okay. Got any right. <laughs> Thank you very much. What mistakes would you want to avoid in a future relationship? Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. listening. Oh, I answer <laughs> you that. You answer, yeah. But can you answer as well? <laughs> you have to. Uh, oh, giving too much. Um, loving too much. Uh, not listening to what they need at the same time. That's so interesting as mm. a 
as a pair of things. Yeah. And then when I was younger, being very selfish, but now I've gone the other way. So now, yeah. Yeah. So now I just need a bit of balance, I think. Yeah. Do you know, my one is really, really practical and I learned it in my last relationship and I'm determined to not do it again, which is, I don't know if you've felt this, but when you've been single for a long time and when you've been so career obsessed and putting so much time into your friendships and into your work, I found it almost impossible to make time. Yeah. And I do really regret that in my last relationship. I did not. I was so worried about like, you know, not going to three birthday drinks on a Friday or whatever, rather than just like having dinner with my boyfriend. Yeah. I, I definitely messed up there. Yeah, actually, I think I would agree with that, actually, yeah. It's really hard that it takes up quite a lot of time, like falling in love with someone and doing it like... Well, it's tricky because the last one thought I did put my career first, which I did, and I think you should, probably should, but you could carve out more time. But then if I carved up more time for him, I'd be even more gutted when it ended. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you've ruined your career. Not ruined your career, but then it's like, he did move in and I went on tour for two months. Sastication, <laughs> 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 sastication. From cradle to podcast, maybe the true listening is with our hearts. Okay, last quizzy. Yeah. What is life all about? Um, oh, I feel like I'm being too sincere on this No, I, I really want a sincere answer for okay, this one. I'm, all right. very in- I'm very interested in what you're going to say actually okay I think and I've thought about this a lot over the years and I now know this from um my experience in life particularly when things are difficult and from reading a lot from psychologists about like what makes the happiest people yeah and also weirdly walking around graveyards and seeing what's on (laughs) tombstones yeah I think the meaning of life is the uh, your relationships your personal relationships yeah I think that's the most important legacy that you leave yeah I think that's the most sustain sustaining energy that you leave in the world i think that makes you the happiest i think it makes other people happiest i think it's how you learn most about yourself yeah it's how you develop empathy i think it's basically like 90 percent of everything it's about who you love and loves you yeah oh that's lovely what do you think i think it's about connections yeah yeah i think it's about Connections. I don't think anyone's going to go shit about our books when we go. No. <laughs> well, they will, because actually that's about connection. It's about readers connecting with your work, which is also important mm-hmm. in that you're giving them something. So you are leaving them uh, the connection of that, you know. Yeah. Because like, there's so much energy in a book. Yeah. There's so much hope that you want to convey things yeah. to people and you want people to sort of have a nice time and learn and grow when they're reading it. So that is a connection as well. Yeah. I think it's going back to that thing about career. I would argue that maybe that person wasn't right for you because I do think, mm. I think one of the reasons I'm I'm like permanently exhausted and it's all my own fault because I work constantly and that every minute I'm not working, I'm not meditating or reading or whatever. I, I am like going to birthday drinks or yeah. hanging out with my godchildren or whatever. Yeah. And I do and that is that is why I've made a definite choice to just have a life of being very tired all the time. Yeah. And not really having a moment for myself. But I just cannot sacrifice life for work. Yeah. I just refuse. I can't. Well I read Amma Gannon's The Success Myth and that's changed my that's made me book more holidays as well. Really? I'm skint because of Emma Emma Bloody Gannon. Yeah. <laughs> keep working fucking holidays i'm absolutely skin what is she on about <laughs> i would say i'm tired because of emma gannon because the multi-hyphen method emma gannon is out there she's ruining, ruining lives. lives she's ruining our lives yeah she's actually very brilliant i love yeah her books. yeah fine <laughs> no i'm telling everyone about the success myth 
Well, especially comedians because they're all workaholics. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. Everyone should buy your book. It's Thanks, called... Lee. It's called... <laughs> it's called Good Material. Yeah, it is called Good Do you know material. what it was nearly called that my friend Caroline O'Donoghue suggested because we couldn't fucking find a title for it. Yeah. It's about a comedian. It was nearly called Open Michael and I was going to change it. <laughs> that is so funny. But I do think, for the sake of a gag, I don't know, I think Good I Material is better. It's, it's I think given it would have a bit become, more respect. I think it also would have become, like, you know those sort of puns where it's so funny you feel like you're going to be sick for a nanosecond yeah, and then yeah, it very yeah. instantly is not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's lovely, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving it a bit more respect to call it um, good material. You couldn't remember what it was called, though, could you? No, because <laughs> I can't remember so much stuff these days. It just depends on my hormone cycle. Oh, yeah. What day? I'm on a bad day today. What day? I'm ovulating. Oh, great. <laughs> That's why you're so sparkly and charming. Yeah. It's sad that going to a silent retreat, you should not be taking ovulation to a well, silent retreat. I might have retreat. sex with someone in the silent retreat. Maybe. <laughs> no one says you can't have sex silently. That's not in the rules. <laughs> they haven't said it in the email. <laughs> they didn't say no physical activity. Oh, they did say no extreme physical activity, but I do it slow. You do it slow. Yeah. So romantic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, that's the last episode for a while. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here with me. And also, thank you to Dolly Alderton. What a lovely episode to end on. And um, look, just go easy on yourselves in the meantime. Do feel free to listen to the back catalogue. And it's a big old thank you for all the guests that have been on and given their time. A uh, big old thank you to them and to you to, lis- to listening for listening. Yes. And do CC everybody in if CC stands for Cuddle Club. Okay. <laughs> Stamps.com. Code program.